Even loving, <laughs> even loving. That's is that a, no, no, a different a, song, different but song. They're still same, bangers, o- same audio grab. Yeah, I bet you are wondering why he's playing that. Well, I bet you some of you are also like, why are they recording? I thought they quit. Fucking <laughs> 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 I forgot about that. <laughs> Breaks on you, idiots. Gotcha. April gotcha. Stupid the fucking game. <laughs> gotcha, dude. I actually forgot about that. That is so funny. The people, uh, I guess. Can't they? You know they it can't was sit down so, for too long. It was a social experiment of um, <laughs> people can't watch a minute fucking forty video. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, guys, I'm not mad at you. I'd love the uh, the everybody rallying around and getting getting in getting to us and uh, saying why he's doing this. But um, it goes for a minute forty. Smith was like, "Should we separate it so they just see the prank at the end of a slide?" I'm like, "No, this is how you prank people." Yeah, and it yeah. actually worked. So, so yeah, it, yeah, you go. But I was gonna say with the so for those who haven't seen it, we did a little prank on our uh, on our Instagram for April Fools, and um, we basically just did a video just saying how we're gonna we're we're parting ways, uh, which I mean was a dead giveaway anyway because we had the Muslim version of Everybody Hurts playing in the background, <laughs> yeah. or the Arabic version, I should say, yeah. and the. Uh, like just the shit that we were saying, like Billy was gonna <laughs> adopt every orphan. All and start, which I actually yeah, wanna, road, I, I do. I do want to start a website about all Roadhead movies. So yeah, it's like Mister Skin, but for Roadhead, yeah. we'll get it. We'll get it. Well, I want to have a list on the list so far of Roadhead. So Roadhead is cop and sweet ass gnome while yeah. driving. So BG. I think the rules are though. I don't know if I want to include that. It, your car has to be moving for it to officially be oh, roadhead. Oh, okay. So for everybody that's riding in to say uh, Human Centipede 2, no, that is stationary <laughs> head in a car. All right. That's stationary head. That is... Um, it doesn't count. It's a car park. Um, car park blowy. All right. <laughs> car, car park conolingus. That doesn't count as roadhead. So movies I have for roadhead are Scary Movie 1, Scary Movie 2. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, I gave you one the other day. Yeah, uh, Jane, Silent Bob. That is George Carlin. George sucking off a dude. Yeah, but that's what. Um, actually, that technically counts because he no, puts his the head car is moving. Yes. I have looked into. Okay, this. nice. He's, he takes the car <laughs> takes off as he puts his head down. I believe. And he goes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, House of Gucci has good road head in it. Okay, and uh, <laughs> if you're gonna watch it, watch it for that. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, which deep, will be on his site soon. Yeah, which will be on my site. And Deep Water Rising, I think it's called. I, I got a message from someone. You've got said, a few. Yeah, I think I'm just touching the surface, touching the very tip. Yeah, of the shaft that. of Roadhead. No, nice. but yeah, that site's actually going to get up. So if you guys got any movies with good Roadhead scenes, and it car has to be moving for it to technically be Roadhead. Mm-hmm. All right, so guys, would love to hear it. <laughs> but let's get back to the prank. <laughs> yes, but yeah, so we ended up doing yeah the little start part, which you know went for. I just needed to make it last so that the chorus hit as there was our heaven skit, our yeah. heaven bit. That's good. A lot of, a lot of fan favourites of the show are in heaven <laughs> there. Have a look. It's like a cheeky little uh, where's, where's Wally of finding it all. But, um, but yeah, so I got like a call from my dad and he's just like, oh, why'd you just quit? Because I didn't like that Smith anyway. He's a bit of an asshole. <laughs> I didn't say anything like that. But he did ask why we quit. But also, too, guys, I would like to say, th- Smith's put up a thing for my birthday. Thanks for everybody that was asking for moments of my birthday. That was great. That also brought family stuff. My dad's like, what do they mean by this? I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, because I saw it. Oh, yeah, they're sending your dad's news. Sending your dad's news. <laughs> well, because what's funny as well, he commented, like, on one of the first ones saying, oh, they like these are great or something like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, I'm guessing, yeah, he got a few more slides in. <laughs> That's yeah, what he meant. Yeah. So he was, I was at his house the other day saying hello. And um, he's like, what do they mean by this? It's like the cowboy. He's like, how'd you get that cowboy photo? I'm like, your missus, po- um, your missus posted it on Instagram, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And it says my little cowboy. <laughs> and, uh, it was Smith's background for a while. For a long time, yeah, actually. Become I got it. Got, <laughs> my missus got angry. She's like, why isn't it me and the cats and it's Billy's dad? <laughs> Howdy, partners. <laughs> but, um, um, but do you want to maybe 
Do you want to get tell that story or <laughs> not really? <laughs> not really. <laughs> maybe maybe if we get more likes, if we get over a hundred uh, five star reviews on um on uh, Spotify, grab your dad's <laughs> mum and dad's phones. I will I will tell that. Honestly, story. it is worth it. It is so fucking funny. I can't show you what happened, but it's a very funny story. Yeah. But like I was just thinking, like all these stories like are, are coming out. It's like it's the first time that um. I've really felt the consequences of everything that I say. It's hurt my family. And also, I, speaking of consequences of what I said, I've got a few people messaging me saying I went a little hard on Will Smith. Wilhelm? <laughs> Wilhelm. John Schmitty? Did, yeah. yeah. Will Hole. Yeah. They didn't like it. Nah. Fuck. <laughs> you did go pretty okay, bit. And uh, I've had I mean, a lot of time to think. <laughs> oh, okay. And I apologize for fucking anything. No, <laughs> shit. I'm Tell sticking him. with it. I'm fucking <laughs> mad, more mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nah, I don't want to talk about that anymore. It's, yeah, fucking, it's, it's old, old news. news. Speaking it's of new news, news, we're going to get into some news after this. After this, but let's get let's get into the, uh, into the interview. The so interview. yeah, today we are having our part two of the family cult, which is fucking yeah. It's uh, the first part was you listening to the insiders take, and uh, now you're going to get to hear the outsiders. So you're going to get to hear an interview with Lex Man, who was. Um, an ex-detective, well, he was a detective at the time, um, who ran the task force and took those motherfuckers down. Took them down. Yeah, they, they should make movies down. about this, dude. They should. He is such a badass, and he's been a badass since the 70s. He was a cop in, I think it was 78 is when he started. And when he started taking down the family, he was only 27 years old. Yeah, and uh, you'll hear he's, uh, what they gave him to do it, like 12 weeks to have yeah. an investigate, which is not long at all. Nah, fuck not, no. Not long at all. We could barely organise our investigations in 12 weeks. <laughs> yeah. And we go deep. 12 months. <laughs> 12 months. <laughs> yeah. No, well, fucking, yeah, props to Lex. He is, uh, he is a true modern day cowboy. Yeah, cowboy. <laughs> Hell yeah. <The> cowboy. <laughs> but yeah, uh, at the start too, you can hear like, he takes one look at us. So on the visual bit, he fucking squints and he's just like, what have I got myself into here? Yeah. It's so funny. So it was hilarious. Because, like, we didn't know what to expect. Are we, like, are we going to get this, like, hardened cop that's going to be, you know, very straightforward and, and, you know, not give us any laughs or... But, no, off the bat, we yeah. went from having the interview with an ex-cult member, Ben, who, um, you know, he, he was, he was like, I guess, definitely more straightforward and as you would be telling it, such a fucking yeah. dark story like that to having this guy kind of poke fun at our looks instantly. And yeah, it was great. It was awesome. And uh, yeah, no, it was very funny and um, very matter of fact. And like his screen keep flashing, mm-hmm. which was a, which was um, a little annoying because he was like, that's not from my screen. And I know it is, dude. <laughs> yeah, we could just see it in his glasses. <laughs> we could see it in his glasses. <laughs> but like that was the first time we had the slight technical difficulty. Yeah. But, um, you know, it wasn't the last. No. <laughs> we well, the first time I the, the first time I heard about the family, I'll just I'll just get into this yeah, now. Go. But uh, first time I actually heard about them was it was actually when I first got with my partner, and um, I just saw an ad online about like a movie premiere, and it was for the documentary of the family. And turns out it was a fucking Q and A as well. So there was Ben was there, Lex was there, and there were actually a few other members who. One of the members, Adam, he's not actually mentioned by name during our Lex interview, but he will mention something about one of the family members burning, trying to burn down their school. And that was actually Adam. He, when, I was, when you watch the documentary, you'll, you'll see that. And um, we were actually in contact with Adam because we were trying to message like as many people as we could. And he was not down to, t- uh, to talk about his past and not down to do an interview, but he just wanted to hang out. So he was like messaging me being like, Hey, do you just, can you just call me instead? Um, I didn't know how, how to take that. Cause like that, we just started the pod, you know, so we had this, the streaming and all that. So I forgot uh, about interesting. That. Yeah. I, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. And like, so the thing is too, cause it was Smith messaging him. So I'm separate from it. So he didn't know who I was, didn't know anything like that. So I was like, yeah, keep talking to him. Keep bringing him over. Let's just do whatever. <laughs> yeah. Let's just go for it. Throw <laughs> shit at the wall, see what sticks. But um, yeah, because my dad once said, you just got to be careful with the people you talk to. Like we've talked to a lot of like 
Yeah. When I was, we started talking to Heaven's Gate people, my dad's like, "You sure you should be doing that?" I'm yeah. Like, well, they're like they're like almost like Scientology with the way that they track down and and destroy any part of media that mm-hmm. has anything to do with them. Yep. Um. So yeah, that was kind of a iffy one, I think. Yeah. Um, well, we might find out one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how far <laughs> they do our Heaven's Gate episode? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. They might reach out. Might yeah. catch these hands, but anyway, yeah. I'll next demand them. I'll spear tackle them. Yeah, <laughs> give them a wedgie and send them back to uh, send the, them back to hell. I'll, I'll, I'll take all their food from their neutral labs. <laughs> I can't remember what they called the toilet. <laughs> Something like that. Neutral labs was the uh, canteen. Canteen, like that's the thing with that, with that one. Oh, we'll get into that later. Yeah. But uh, yeah, guys, listen to this. It's a great interview and. Uh, Stick around too. We'll talk a little bit more about it at the end. And we've got some fucking news to talk about. So yeah. we'll see you there. Okay. How are we? Hey, hey all yeah, good. Great. How are you going, yeah. Lex? So which one's Jesse? I'm Jesse. I'm oh, and this is Billy. Jesus. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. I'm not, quite, I'm not quite sure if you two bucks are with the hoe. Great. <laughs> 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 All right, well, this uh, seems like it's going to be way more, all right, fun, much more fun than anticipated, that's for sure. Oh, mate, this is oh, great. No, well, uh, hopefully, my compu- hopefully my computer doesn't conk out, so nah, I'm we'll be right. We'll be right. Seems all good. We'll, we'll make we'll it work. I thought I'd just have the casual T-shirt look. Mate, yeah, it's great. Nice. I, um, I was wearing a T-shirt before. It actually had a... Um, it's like a cult <laughs> theme shirt. And then for the Ben interview, yeah, I was like, maybe I'll change my shirt. Yeah. Probably a smart idea. Yeah, I reckon so. I reckon so. <laughs> all that's right. all right, though. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. it. No, it looks good and it sounds good. But um, are, you, right. are you guys getting that flashing as I'm getting as well? Yeah, I think that's on huh? your end. That's on your end. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I can see it uh, flash off your glasses. All right. Oh, Jesus. Maybe if I take them off, it's up. I can't see you. Know? That's getting <laughs> no. flashed. It's like a speed camera in your computer. Yeah. <laughs> is that all right? No, yeah, it's good. It's that's good great. We'll, we'll roll with it. It's, it almost, it's almost like you're at a rave. Yeah. Okay. No worries. We'll put right, an alert warning at the start. It will be all right. Well, we just want to uh, just, I guess, start off by asking you if you could maybe just tell us a bit about yourself. So, a bit about myself. So, um, look, I've. I'm currently the Chief Executive Officer, CEO of Victoria Police Legacy. But uh, before um, before this this job, I've been here five years. <clears throat> I was uh, 20 years with the Country Fire Authority of Victoria mm-hmm. as a an executive, and um, before that, I was 18 years with Victoria Police, starting my policing career off at the tender age of 17, when I joined as a police cadet and graduated from the Recruit Academy. Uh, in uh, December 1978, all those years ago. Yeah, wow, man. Yeah, I know you you, you guys weren't even thought of. (laughs) No. So so, um, I'm a well-seasoned person. I don't say old. I'm a well-seasoned, experienced person. That's it. It's a good description. So let's get straight into it. So when was the first time you heard about this cult going on? Well, I first actually heard of the cult in December 1987 mm-hmm. when as a, uh, a 27-year-old arson detective, uh, so you can work my age out, mm-hmm. um, I went to a school fire at uh, Monbulk uh, Primary School. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself and uh, my side were the on-call crew for the night and we were called there early in the morning and uh, there was a, uh, a school classroom that had uh, been burnt down. And so when you have a school fire, uh, you look at where the fire starts and it started in, school, in a school room. So obviously it might have something to do with that room. So in speaking with the local police at that stage, uh, they were saying that uh, one of the children had a fascination uh, with the school teacher. And then they told me about this childhood, uh, school, school childhood, uh, who or was a member of this cult called the family. So it was all out there. And, sorry. And sorry? So it was all out there, like you said, cult, so other people knew about it before you even oh, it, had been in, it had been in the Melbourne media apparently for many, many years and so forth. And Look, I hadn't taken much notice of it. 
mm-hmm. and so forth. But that was really the first time I, I really got to understand what this cult of the family was about. Mm-hmm. And I was told this incredible story about, you know, the cult, the cult members believe that the leader of the cult, uh, Anne Hamilton Byrne, is Jesus Christ reincarnated in the female mm-hmm. form. And, uh, of course, when I was getting told these things initially, I thought, boy, these people are strange. Like, uh, you know, these people telling me this story. Anyway, then I met the local police uh, doctor for that district who had been involved in the uh, initial raids that occurred in 1987 in the August of 87, so a few months before the school fire, up at a, a house on Taylor Bay Road in Eildon where um, a whole group of children who uh, had had their hair peroxide and so forth had been removed by um, uh, federal authorities, Victoria Police, Community Policing Squad members um, during a raid. And right, so they were already aware to... and they were already removing people from the... Yeah, well, they, they, prior, to, prior to, to me coming along, yeah, right. there, had been, there had been some concerns raised and unbeknownst to me, local district police from Blackburn Community Policing Squad with Federal Police and Department of Human Services um, had conducted a raid and um, uh, removed the children and placed them into state care for that per- at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to know one of the, one of the, uh, one of the children... Uh, reasonably early as part of the investigation of the fire. And I remember the first time the police doctor said to me, um, you're not going to believe this story um, and don't get involved because if you get involved, this will be with you for the rest of your life. And here we are in, what, 2021? Yeah. And I'm still talking about it. Yeah, right. And, and, and still talking with a number of the survivors and so forth. And um, so it's one of those jobs as a police officer, um, it's not a it's not an eight to four or a nine to five job. It's this one has stuck with me for uh, for my life actually. And um, no so so you know um, I came to know about about the fire. I got to know a little bit about the cult. And we took about three months to investigate the fire. And at the end of the three months, my boss at the time said to me because uh, I was a bit interested in what was going on with this cult, and I spoke to the local police about it. And nothing was actually happening. The local police were having problems trying to get some form of investigation going or trying to get to the bottom of this cult and so forth. Some horrendous stories that I heard and the way that the children had been treated that I had an opportunity presented to me in June 1989 um, to do a report into my thoughts on the cult. Between 87 and 89, I'd kept a very strong interest um, in uh, speaking with local police and just looking a bit further into it. But Victoria Police and, and other authorities in those days was completely different than what it is today. Um, so I put a report in. I, in my report, I mentioned a couple of things. I mentioned the allegation of child stealing, the allegation of administration of LSD drugs to children yeah. uh, and the theft of children from hospitals. So basically... Um, when that official report landed into the into the police department, something had to be done because there was this report. Yeah. So I remember receiving a call late 1989 um, from uh, the Chief Inspector of the Drug Squad saying, I've got this report, I've got to do something with it, so I want you to be part of the task force that I'm going to put together. Uh, you can be the detective sergeant. Wow. Uh, we'll have a detective, senior sergeant, and four detectives. I said, "Yep, great." So that was something which uh, you know I'd strove for. Yeah, you were interested in. Yeah. And he said to me, uh, "You've got twelve weeks, twelve weeks yeah, to do it." And yeah. I remember walking into early December 1999, walking into a room at the old Russell Street Police Headquarters, and here was four detectives I'd never met. I'd never met the senior sergeant. We didn't have one typewriter. We didn't have one filing cabinet. We didn't have a car. We had nothing. And we had 12 months to 12 weeks to investigate it. And I was very fortunate. We had a fantastic senior sergeant at that time who was then the senior investigator, Peter Spence, who, um, who got the task force up and running and I was a subcharge. And, uh, subsequently at the end of the, at the end of the inquiry, the task force, uh, which was in 1994, um, I was the only one of the originals that were left 
and I was a senior investigator at that stage. I was acting senior sergeant then, um, having brought Anne and her husband, William Hamilton Byrne, uh, with three other police members uh, back from the United States on charges of perjury. So at the time, like, the thought of a cult even being a thing in Australia, was that, like, in the ethos? Like, you say cults now and everybody knows what you're talking about, but, like, back then was, like, cult, what a cult is. Was that common knowledge? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, no, look, look, there had been a little bit of talk in the press about this cult and so forth, but mm-hmm. but no, nothing had ever gone on. And, and you've got to understand that in, in the 60s and 70s, even into the 80s, you know, um, Victoria was a different place. And, you know, we we believed people in authority. You know, if you're a bank manager or if you're a doctor or if you're a nurse, you know, we would believe everything you said. And 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 Anne Hamilton Byrne was so devious, you know, that she had people believe that she yeah. was Jesus yeah. Christ yeah. reincarnated. Yeah. And she had amassed a whole following of professionals in Victoria. And she she came to uh, create the cult, the family, having met. Um, Victoria's top academic, who was the master of Queen's College, uh, who was uh, an import from Britain, Dr. Rainer Johnson, who was a physicist. And he actually wor- worked on the nuclear program during World War II. And, and Rainer, dear old Rainer, I shouldn't say that, but Rainer, who I, I also despise, uh, who has long since passed, mm-hmm. um, when he first saw Anne at Melbourne University, um, he he straight away believed that he had seen the Messiah, Jesus Christ, in the female form. And, and like, do you think? Uh, I think uh, it was uh, some people in life have charisma. When they walk yeah. into a room, everybody knows the person's in the room. And I, I suppose Anne was like that when talking with many, many, many people mm-hmm. about that. She had that charisma and she had that deviousness as, as well. And Rainer Johnson at the time was looking at looking into how Eastern mythology and Christianity came together and so forth. Uh, and, um, yeah, he uh, he believed that Anne was this, with the Messiah, Jesus Christ, reincarnated in a female form. She then got to know a number of professionals through Rainer Johnson and then um, she got to know the owner and operator of New Haven Private Psychiatric Hospital in Normandy Road, Kew. And through that, in those days, of course, it's not like today where we openly talk about mental health and mental health issues. Mm-hmm. In those days, if you're a judge, a lawyer, a doctor, <clears throat> a solicitor, a nurse, a social worker, people in high parts of society, you then, um, and you had uh, uh, a psychiatric uh, or mental health issues through the loss of a loved one, loss of a child or so forth, you would go to a private clinic to be treated so that nobody knew. And so, Anne, uh, they would be referred by their doctors to New Haven and two of the doctors at New Haven, psychiatrists, who were then legally licensed to use LSD um, as, a, um, uh, as a drug for treating mental illness. Um, uh, so and Dr they were John McKay. the original source too, weren't they? That, sorry? They were getting uh, the LSD from the original source, um, like the creator. Oh, getting that. They were getting LSD was getting provided to them legally because yeah. at that stage the trial of LSD was approved by the government for a very select number of psychiatrists. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, someone, uh, you know, a, a professional would go into New Haven on their first or second night, they'd be lying in their bed at night. Uh, the door would open, there would be this mystic figure in the doorway in a white flowing gown. Uh, with smoke coming up from behind the white flowing gown, which in actual fact was dry ice and a bucket, <laughs> and they would come out of their they would come out of their trance, thinking that they had actually seen Jesus Christ. They would then see <laughs> Anne, and, and there they were. Uh, but you've got to understand, you know, to us it sounds crazy, yeah. but mm. to people suffering mental health issues, oh, sure. you know, um, that's what happened. And many of the cult members who I see as survivors. Mm-hmm. You know, innocent survivors, and there are many of the former members who uh, I have no sympathy for whatsoever. And you know, the day Anne Hamilton Byrne died was probably the best, happiest day of my life, and I said that openly in the yeah. media. Yeah. You know? So, what was your? And, you know, I, I waited. I, I waited three days. She never came back. 
Nah, yeah, good. Yeah. Yo, that, that proves her wrong, eh? So what was your first encounter with her? Like when was the first the time? First, the her? first time the first time I saw Anne personally mm-hmm. was uh, just over four years into the investigation when a black van uh, rolled up on onto the um, roadway of the uh, airport in New York, uh, Jericho Airport, New York, yeah. and uh, this big black Mariah bus thing arrived and uh, a number of US marshals got out of the van and they slid open the side door and there she was, just you would think was a, uh, a small little diminutive uh, old lady mm. uh, with this with this uh, older man, old man who was her husband, Bill, and if you saw her and you didn't know her background, you would have taken sympathy on her and said, oh, you poor old thing. Yeah. Far from it. So wow. that was that was when I first saw Anne and when we brought her back to uh, to Australia from the United States. And, you know, I had the detective inspector with me. I had a tremendous um, uh, female detective, Laurel Taylor, and I had Dr. Fiaka Jappy, who was a police doctor. Mm. And the reason we had a police doctor was during the extradition proceedings um, it, between Melbourne and New York, because you got to remember there was no such thing as the World Wide Web in those days. Mm-hmm. We used things called fax machines, yeah. and and and, um, and we received a fax at one stage to say Anne's ill. She says she's got heart problems, and therefore we might not get her extradited. So I just said back to the American authorities, "We'll bring a doctor. Simple as that. And we'll have a doctor accompany you back." So that was accepted by the U.S. courts, and we had a very good district attorney in New York. Um, and hence, uh, so that was the first time I saw Anne. We brought her back. Her first words to me were, I said to her, i never forget this, uh, Anne Hamilton Byrne, my name is Lex Man. Um, I'm from Victoria Police in, in Australia. You're under arrest, um, and here is a copy of the warrant. Formally, formally gave her my copy, and she looked at me and she said, Mr. Demand, you look a lot younger than what I thought you would be. The only other word she said to me was, he's a thank you for uh, handing her tray while she was on the plane or no comment when we interviewed her for the interview. So it was the only word she's ever spoken to me. Mm. Wow. So it was, uh, do you think that justice was served? Uh, like, no, 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 no. no. And, and, you know, it was a very difficult, there were a number of factors. You know, we charged her. Back in, 80, uh, back in 89, when the task force started, a journalist said to me at one stage, you'll never find her. If you find her, you'll never charge her. If you charge her, you'll never get her back here. And if you get her back here, you'll never get a guilty plea and, and conviction. Mm-hmm. So that was a bit of a challenge. That was a bit of a challenge. Yeah. So, um, and that was said as, as a challenge. Uh-huh. So uh, we found her, we arrested her, we brought her back. She said the word guilty. I didn't. We yeah. didn't. She said the word guilty. Um, and then she was um, she was given the sultry monetary penalty of, you know, 5000 bucks. Yeah, yeah ridiculous. Um, and, you know, and that's that's all that we could proceed, proceed on. Uh-huh. Um, and I was also very conscious at the time that placing the the former children, the survivors, before a court of law for very rigorous uh, examination, cross-examination, had to balance up what harm that might have done to the outcome of a, of a conviction. So, um, so you know, when people asked me, was, was justice done? Justice was not done. Justice was not done to the former children, the survivors, and to many other members of the cult who in themselves were, were victims um, but many of them were actually also perpetrators who I have no sympathy for. Yeah. So with sympathy, though, do you have any sympathy for any of the members, like the aunties and all that? You have no sympathy for them at all? or I, I um, It's a bit of a divided thing. You know, the aunties up at Eildon were horrific. Mm-hmm. Um, I, met, I spoke at length with one in the United Kingdom when we went Myself and a female detective, uh, Helen Savage, went to the UK for three months to interview um, one of the aunties who said, I'll give you a statement 
because uh, she was well out of the cult, but she actually denied many of the allegations and she was never charged. Um, you know, I have sympathy for Anne's former lawyer, um, uh, Peter Kibbe, who was actually uh, the key to um, uh, the case being um, being blown open, if I can put it that way, where we, we learned early in 1990 that he had fallen out with Anne and that he had left the cult and that he had moved to a law practice in Camperdown in regional Victoria in the Western District. So we found a, a document that he had signed that he had perjured himself on. Yeah. Um, so uh, myself and Peter Spence, and Peter Spence led this part, we went down and, and uh, we arrested him one Monday morning at 9 o'clock in his law firm in the little legal country legal practice in, uh, in Camperdown, and we arrested him. And uh, we brought him out of the building. We walked him up one side of the camp at our main street, across the street, down the other way, into the police station. We then interviewed him. He was charged with perjury. And we said to Peter, if you're prepared to help us, we'll be prepared to help you. So Peter, at the end of the day, was the only person I've ever stood up in the county court and given character evidence before a judge um, on a... Um, on a criminal. Um, and um, Peter, uh, he had obsessive compulsive disorder. That's how he met Anne. He, Peter would continually wash himself. It would take him three hours to have a shower in the morning. Right. And at one stage, at one stage, Anne arranged for a lachotomy through one of the other set members. A lachotomy is brain surgery through the eye. Oh. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, and Peter just did it. And so, so that didn't, uh, that didn't uh, fix Peter, but Peter was Anne's lawyer for many, many years and knew all about the false adoptions, the false births, the property deals that went on and so forth. And and he despised Anne at the end of the day. And I got to know Peter. Um, I interviewed Peter. He turned Queen's evidence and for three months, Monday to Friday, I sat in an interview room with him and we ended up writing a 365-page handwritten statement from Peter about all his knowledge of the cult. Well, do you, uh, in the pursuit of closing the cult, uh, did you ever feel threatened at all? Ah, uh, look, not really. No. You know, there are the old, there are the, there are the old threats, but you yeah. know, um, um, I know. I, 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 I've, yeah, it's funny you say that because I've investigated some of, you know, in the Arsenal Bomb Squad. You know, we. One stage you investigated Hell's Angels, and there's another story behind that. But you know, as for um, as for Anne, you know, I say and, and I maintain she is the most evil person that I've ever met mm-hmm. um, throughout my policing career. Um, and, and the lives that she damaged, the theft, the deceit, the 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 humiliation, and there are things that I'm I probably am only aware of because of conversations I've had with a former survivor that I will never forgive her and she's evil. Mm. Well, uh, do you think the justice system learnt anything from this? Like, it, it did because prior to Operation Forest happening, there were 27 separate adoption agencies in Victoria, for example. Uh, and now I think there's about three or five. So, you know, there was an overhaul of the adoption system. Um, I think also, um, whether it be forest specific, but over the years since the seventy or since we started, right through to today, you know the the reporting arrangements, the legal arrangements dealing with children, um, uh, certainly uh, the way that government departments operate, and and also the um, the awareness by members of the community that just because somebody says they're from a government department. Uh, don't take it for granted. And if they say one thing, you know, we, we can query it these days because previously people didn't. We've yeah. also got to understand that, that in the 60s, only 3% of students from secondary school went to university. So those who graduated from university basically knew each other. It was a very closed club. Um, and that's that was our professional in our society. So, you know, society has changed dramatically for the better. Um, in that, you know, more accountability, uh, more, um, more, more concern and protection for children and so forth. And, but I, I, I always say that 
we should never let our guards down. Uh, you know, I've been asked in the past, could this happen again? Yes, it could happen again. It could happen again if we, the society, the community, um, take things for granted and we don't query, we don't ask questions. And that's why one of the reasons I wanted the story to be told and a documentary was done on it in a three-part ABC series and then a book. It was about making sure that there was awareness in the community that these things, they're not American fancifuls mm. that happen in the deep south of America. This happened on Mount Dandenong, just yeah. to the east of metropolitan CBD Melbourne. So, you know, it's, it's, it happened here. And, we, you know, there are still people in the community, a small number, that still believe the name was JC or is JC. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's actually right, like, right yeah. around the corner from us. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Yeah, which is, I mean, we've gone to check it out. I think we're actually going to go there tomorrow and yeah. have another little look. But um, Do you want to escort us there? Check, check what out? The lodge? Yeah. The church? Yeah, I'm told, I'm told recently that uh, the Tibetan monks through the Dalai and the Dalai Lama have now obtained that property, which uh, oh, I okay. am so, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. You know, okay. um, they, are, they are based in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, I believe the administration arm of of um, the Tibetan monks, and to think of what occurred in that building and now they're using it, mm-hmm. I think it's despicable. I think it's absolutely think it's despicable. Destroyed and maybe rebuilt. I think things should be torn down. Yeah, torn down. Yeah, shouldn't ever be used anywhere. Any any history of that cult in Victoria needs to be erased, but not forgotten. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. By that I mean. And by that I mean we must never forget, forget that they operated. Mm-hmm. We never, we must never forget how bad evil she was, mm. and many of her followers. Um, but that doesn't mean that we have to keep their monuments, if I can put it that way, still standing. Yeah, it is. A, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, do you do you think cults are more common in Australia than people realise? Look, um, look through this investigation, I, I'm contacted. On a reasonably regular basis about cults and so forth. Mm-hmm. I suppose it's what your definition of a cult is. Right. You know, some people would would define religion as a cult. You know, the Catholic Church, the Pres- yep. Presbyterian Church, the Anglican Church, mm-hmm. the, the Church of the Seventh Day, you know, the uh, Latter Day Saints. You know, the more uh, the Mormons and so yeah. forth. What your definition of cult is? And in Victoria and in Australia, religion is not legal. Thank God. In other words, our, we are allowed to have our beliefs. Mm-hmm. Be us Christians, uh, be us, uh, you know, uh, atheists, mm-hmm. be us uh, agnostic, be us Muslims, be us Buddhists, be us whatever. But it's about how we ensure that those that, that are in uh, groups um, are not doing things of evil. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's, well, I think, well, that's oh, pretty yeah. much all the yeah. questions, man. Like, You've killed it. Yeah, Lex, you've yeah. done a great job. You've done a great, yeah. yeah, we, we yeah. really appreciate speaking here. Like with, with what you did and like you unveiled it. Like like I you know, you unveiled it. You chopped the snake out of its head. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not a like it might not feel like justice, but like you stopped it so it didn't keep happening again. Like we're at that age where that could have been us. Like what I'm born in ninety one. So you know what I mean? Like if she kept going, like if you know, if you just you know what I mean, like it, it wasn't, well, when, it wasn't for when, nothing, you know what I mean? Like when you, were, a lot of time when you were born, when you were born, we were already two years underway in the investigation, so that's how long ago it was. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm only too pleased that the interest is still there because um, it, it's that awareness that I speak about. Yeah. You know, we've got, to, we've got to keep people aware that these types of insidious groups are there mm-hmm. and, if, and if, we don't, if we don't look at them, you, know, you, you can look around the world, what's happening around the world in various parts of the world, and I, I won't get into specific groups, but, yeah. you know, uh, the community, governments need to be aware of what's going on around them. Mm. Oh, we agree. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, thanks so much for that, Lex. Yeah. Like, you're, an act- yeah. you're a legend. Yeah. We're from the get-go, we yeah. all, all, all instantly <laughs> fell in love with you. I thought you were a legend. I, I did yeah. uh, get to watch you at the Q&A um, in Belgrave in, I believe, 2017, around there. Yep. Um, and, yeah, I was instantly hooked on the case. So, I um, yeah, no, I just wanted to say thank you and 
we appreciate you doing this chat with us. Not a problem, guys. Anytime, I hope it goes well for you. Oh, no, thank, thank you, you so very much, much, man. All right, well, uh, okay. all the best, mate. We'll see you all soon. The best. Thank you so much. Same to you too. See ya. Bye. Bye. And we're back. We're back. What an interview. Legs the fucking man. What a bunch of nervous little boys. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to arrest me <laughs> through the... <laughs> through the screen I love how we even Yeah did drop a couple Like cop Cop like jokes. jokes Like When know, I said I said uh, The yeah. screen was flashing I'm like You get It's a little speed camera <laughs> Yeah And he just looked at me Not yeah. funny And then even when we say Something about um, We're looking to go back To the house We're like You know Maybe you could be our escort <laughs> I'm saying like, No I'm not doing that <laughs> I think he just blows past I lo- it I love how brutally honest He's like No I don't feel on- I don't feel Sympathy for some of them Yeah I'm like You know Pick and choose That's what you gotta do Good on him That's it What a man What a man I don't wanna get arrested by him One of my yeah. mates That's a cop uh, Has run into him A few times too and No him- way Yeah Sick Yeah I, wonder, he's a, I bet you he's a hard ass Yeah Bobby Johnson did it. Yeah, dude, yeah. that's cool. Because he's sick. Don't have to ask him about that. Yeah, Doctor Hibbert. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, guys, guys, all right, let's get let's get into the news. Do you want to go first, Miz, or do you want me to go first? I was gonna ask, could you put one of them? Do you reckon you could find one of them? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I can. Not for tonight, or we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll just go. We'll just we'll just edit this video. <laughs> Here's the news, Miz. You go first. I'll give you the fucking thingy news intro. Yeah, <laughs> breaking news. Oh, hot off the press, guys. Oh, here we go. I've got two for you, actually. We'll, we'll take turns. How about that? All right, let's go. All right, so do you want the dark one first or do you want the, the dark but lighter one? Um, give me the dark one. All righty. So this one is more recent. This one only just happened about two weeks ago. 23rd of March is when it was posted. So a grandmother, 73, killed after losing arm during a horrific carjacking. So, it's very fucked up. Um, she looks like a very cute old lady, Linda Fricky, R.I.P. Um, but anyway, so she was carjacked by four teens, four little fucking kids. Like, I think they were around like 16, 17. Hood rats. Um, yeah. And basically, she was, I, th- I mean, I've just kind of put together a bunch of articles and this is kind of what I'm getting from it. Um, but so, what happened is she was getting something f- from her car and these kids have pretty much just jumped in, tried to take off with the car. Um, and she's basically like hanging out, out of the car. Um, well, she, she was kind of half in at this point, I, I believe. And she's got down the road. She's screaming like, let me out and stuff like that. So eventually they try and kick her out of the car and she falls out. And, but also what happens is they close the door, but the seatbelt is stuck outside oh. of the car and she's wrapped in the seatbelt. And it just drags her along, rips off the poor lady's arm, and she eventually dies at the scene. Um, but what's pretty fucked up is like there's some eyewitness accounts like from just people that lived in the street, like running onto the road, like you know, what trying street to stop was it? it. Um, it does not say what street. Uh, what it's area? New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans so neighborhood. I didn't, I didn't even know where we're at. Actually, yeah, there you go, North Scott Street. Mm, shout out to North Scott Street. My <laughs> yeah. boys out on the hood, pour some, <laughs> pour one out for our boy, our lady, Fricky. But anyway. Uh, someone was saying that she was screaming and she was screaming to please let her go. And then they slowed down and opened the door to kick her out. As soon as I saw her, I screamed. I just started running for her. I thought I could somehow, I don't know what I could do, but I thought I could dislodge her from this car. But when I looked down, her body was already there and her arm was, it's just not something you expect to see. Dark. That is very dark. And have they caught these teens? You don't know. They re- Yes, they recently they caught them not straight away. So um, a few of the articles that you can read about it, the kids weren't apprehended, but now they have been. There's four of them and they're getting charged with second degree murder. So they should. Yeah. Heavy, heavy shit. Yeah, because, you know, there's plenty of time for them to bail on that. And then they're like, when they're trying to kick a lady out the door. Man, and if you see the lady, like she actually just looks like your average, like a grandma, like a sweet old lady. Yeah, pull one out for her. Pull one out. That shouldn't have happened. All right, guys, well, I'm going to lighten it up a little bit. So this happened, this come in on the 3rd of April. 
The uh, headline is called Fart Fiasco. Dublin woman <laughs> admits she was hospitalised for surgery after holding in her farts around her boyfriend. Oh, my God, yes. So, so this chick was uh, holding in her farts and um, and she posted on TikTok saying, me and my boyfriend do everything together, make me comfortable. And it says, um, me having my appendix removed because I was holding in my farts around you. <laughs> Have you ever done that? <laughs> I, I do that all the time. I don't fart around my girlfriend. Dude, I, I, one of the girls I was dating, one of the multiple, multiple women that I <laughs> yeah. see, my harem, um, I was holding in farts trying to impress her uh-huh. and then uh, she went to hit me and like didn't <laughs> no. hit me and went like that. I, went, uh, uh, I tooted. <laughs> I did a scared fart. So then I just started letting them go. Nice. I started letting them go. Better but I'll, they say. Oh, yeah. Well, you guys know, man. I could fart on cue just Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, dude, I've got a quick story. Yeah. Um, so I remember one time when me and my girlfriend kind of just f- first started seeing each other as well. And we were going for a walk to this art exhibition. And um, as we were on our way, oh my God, Goatsy's big old asshole just turned up on our screen. <laughs> it's you. It's so disgusting. Um, but anyway, I remember like needing to fart like super hard and I was trying so hard to hold it in and it was like a gravel road and I thought that I could disguise it with like a kick on the ground, like a... <laughs> but no, I fucking kicked right at the right time, nailed it, but it was a bit too loud and she's just like, did you just fart? I was like, oh, yeah, sorry, pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck it up Oh dude I love farts Yeah they're so I funny I love farts So you gotta get to that point In the relationship Where you just blast Let ours. it toot Oh dude I fart all the time <laughs> In this house I'm living at now I like spread my cheeks in this house I, Yeah and in this house I'm gonna I've been start doing The thing I call the accordion Where I like Get my cheeks and like, I'll, That I'll, is I'll, cool I'll accordion this stream one day <laughs> Fuck all oh, my farts. Smith has heaps of farts <laughs> on my on his phone of just me outside in public <laughs> <laughs> talking. I'll just fart, but yeah. Oh fuck, that is. But funny. yeah, uh, let them out, guys. Like you can go get your pinks pulled Be out. Free. Be free. All right. Do you want me to go another one? You got it. All right. We'll take turns. I get this right. one. So this one's a little bit more light-hearted, but it's still pretty fucking weird. Um. So a Texas woman. Arrested after allegedly trying to buy another woman's child for five hundred thousand dollars at Walmart. Ooh. Yes. So Rebecca Lynette Taylor, who's forty nine, was arrested Tuesday and charged with the sale or purchase of a child, a third degree felony. Basically what happened is they were at the self checkout at Walmart and um it's in Crockett, Houston. <laughs> For those of you that are uh, got a map out. Yeah, that's it. Um, Just give me a second <laughs> to find it. Yeah, All right, there's Alabama. <laughs> close, close. There we go, yeah, Crockett. Got got there you go. So Taylor allegedly commented on the woman's son's blonde hair and blue eyes and asked how much, <laughs> how much could she purchase him for? Which is fucking strange. Like mm. you're at a, you're at a self checkout. I mean, I don't know whether she's trying to buy some shit and then yeah, but like, like I'm always know, saying, I'm always just, selling. Yeah, she's trying to up. Maybe the Walmart employees were trying to upsell. Yeah, how much you offering? Yeah. But uh, so the mum tried to laugh this comment off, thinking Taylor was joking. Taylor told her that she had 250K in the car and she'd pay that much for him. But the mum told her no amount would be uh, obviously enough. And so she told her to stay away from her son. So Taylor ended up saying that the kid was the perfect fit and she'd been wanting to buy a baby for a long time now. She eventually said that in the affidavit. The mother told police that Taylor was with another woman who asked what the child's name was, but the mother didn't disclose the name. But somehow, they started calling the kid by the name. Ooh. Which is fucking eerie. So, you don't know whether they've been, like, watching them or, like, who knows what. That's That's some, like, fucking trafficking shit. Yeah, that's fucked. That is. Um, But, yeah, so she ended up following out to the car park and um, she was screaming at the mother saying if she would take, you know, 250K... She wouldn't do it. So she's like, oh, I'll give you 500K because she, she just wanted him so bad. Um, but yeah, so eventually, yeah. The heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> yeah. A little fucking blonde, blue-eyed kid. <laughs> Sounds like Andy. Show's not in. Yeah. Fucking oh. It's a reincarnation. But anyway, so yeah, eventually she was arrested and done for it. Um, she's facing a minimum of two years in jail and a maximum of 10. All but right. what a freaky bitch That's fucked yeah. Alright I've got two more I've got two more Alright you got a real fucking intense one Or a oh. cool dude one 
Go intense and we'll end on a cool dude. All right. So I've sent you I've sent you a video on the thing. Uh, so this is a body cam I'm about to send Smith some footage Now this is like a fucking real life horror movie man So uh, a policeman was stabbed in the neck With a knife at Oh um, dude I watched this the other day on World Did you? Yeah uh, he was sta- So this is the body cam footage we're about to play for you now It is so fucked up What's going on? You don't know? Alright. You're just hit were you just in a crash? Ma'am, come up here. Don't walk away. No, no walking. Come over here. Okay? Walk upstairs, alright? Let's get out this water area. You're scared? Alright, let's walk up here. Let's get off this water, okay? Don't run. Slowly walk. Yeah, so she turns around and stabs the officer in the neck. The officer uh, went to the hospital and just nicked his... Uh, uh, what is like it? an artery on his neck. Yeah, yeah. yeah just nicked it. He was, if it was a little bit low, he would have died. And it turns out... I don't know if she was on drugs as such. She kind of seems like yeah. she, if she wasn't on drugs then, she... She's manic or, you know, Some, she's, something's so, fucked up. So she's had an accident. She's gone into the water. But apparently her car was an insured. That's the only reason she did that. Mm. But now she's going away for premeditated murder and attempted murder. So God damn. Yeah, like that video is so scary. Because if, if, if you look at it, yeah. it's just like a dark looking swamp thing. Like it's so dark. And she's just in this tight, like little green fucking top and little um, short shorts. And yeah, so she ends up fucking getting like she's like you know crying, looking like a, a proper victim. As soon as she gets up onto the stairs, you can kind of see she's got something behind her back. Yeah, gets up well on the that's stairs it. And, and then, then like fucking so bang. in the in the video too, she's always like because you're looking at her face on, and it's like at night. So the only thing is like you can see is it's it looks like paranormal activity. And then um, as she turns around, she puts her hands that are behind her back at the start in front of her. The her hands are constantly out of the uh, out of the view. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just stabbed him in the neck, and you know, I'm glad he's all right. And yeah, uh, did you, you see the photo of her, like proper? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Photo. Um, all right, so if she was on Billy's Most Wanted, what would I thought she would have well, done? We, yeah, no, I mean, would you have? <laughs> would you take her home? Yeah, well, I reckon I'm a, uh, you know, <laughs> I I look at her, I go, you know. I could fix you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could. She kind of looks you. like she's into metal. She kind of looks a little cool, but um, she <laughs> is a savage. Yeah, <laughs> nah, she looked cool. Yeah. Uh, 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 she looked like I don't know. She got like a little lightning bolt uh, medallion. Might take the no no on her neck. Like it was like a little dog collar or something. Uh, I don't know what's yeah. going on. There's something behind there. Maybe she's in the cold. Who knows? Mm. But guys, I'm gonna wrap it up with some of my favorite news I've read. This happened the other day. All right, this guy. This guy's a legend. All right, so this is this article coming the other day. I think this happened at the end of the month. I think it just uh, happened at the news. yeah 31st of March. That cop got stabbed like the other day. And um, that girl, they got her farts, had too many farts in the tank. Yeah. Let him out, guys. Like we said, we're pro-fart here. Yeah, we're pro-fart. Unless uh, you're around a lady. Then, you know, I understand. And then tip you for Dora and then blast <laughs> us. <laughs> it's actually poisonous gas. It actually kills you. So, you know. I, I, I saw a thing that, like, if you're holding your farts long enough, it, like, comes out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it doesn't. Are you sure? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it does. Who do you know that's got f- all fart breath? Fart uh, oh, dude, trust me. I <laughs> fucking i I've been in the cl- like close fucking proximity to so many people that have fart mouth. Fart mouth. <laughs> but that could be just like not brushing your teeth. I don't oh, know. Good. <laughs> Go hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of fair ladders. All right. So listen to this. This uh-huh. is this this is my best mate. A man's penis turned black. After releasing foul discharge smell after he injected cocaine into it. Damn. <laughs> so People get experimental, dude. Yeah. So a man in his 30s went to the ER with excruciating pain after injecting cocaine into his penis vein. Oh, my Lord. The doctors said the penis went black <laughs> and released a foul smelling discharge. Oh, dude. Can you believe that? 
Man, right. you don't need that much of a kick. Like, just fucking double up. Like, you know, straight fucking nose banger it or like yeah that's it you know that's how, it. How, fucking eat it so this guy the 30 year old uh, Hispanic man yeah thanks for chucking that in went <laughs> to the AR with excruciating pain in his penis and scrotum three days after injecting uh, it into the penile vein <laughs> I like that It's next to the shaft It's just below the banjo string If you don't know where the penile vein is <laughs> Ask me and I'll send you a photo uh, <laughs> Doctors working in the Bronx New York said to the reporter On examining him The doctor said the penis was swollen black And oozing a foul smelling oh, discharge Dude that actually makes me fucking The man had a, a long history of past drug use They say no shit. Cocaine is the most dangerous <laughs> Doesn't drug. Doesn't take a fucking detective to know that. The drug is which is illegal can be snorted, smoked, and dissolved and injected to the van, which he did. Uh, it can trigger blood vessels and flame, which can cause gangrene. And yeah, it's just not very good. Mm. I've got like a weird tingle in my chode. So this guy, <laughs> this guy's apparently done it with just about everything too, but coke was the one to make his fucking... Yeah, uh, probably fucking fentanyl or whatever fentanyl. Yeah, probably. It's yeah. Not, I don't think anything's good for the deal. Yeah, yeah that's true. I, I don't know how he did it. Yeah. That hurts. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You gotta be fucking looking for a fucking... Gotta be cool dude. Cool dude. Yeah, for Get a needle out. into your cock. Oh, but yeah, fucking good luck to him, man. I hope you... <laughs> hope it fucking grows back. I hope it works well. Like a fucking blue tongue lizard's tail or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Drop tail lizard. Uh, <laughs> Drop dick. A skink. Smizzard. Smizzard. <laughs> <laughs> Little skink. But uh, guys, yeah, that's 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 going to wrap up the news for this week. Stay ding, stay ding, safe. Ding. Don't get stabbed in the neck. Don't steal cars. Don't stab your dick. Don't, don't put drugs in your dick. And definitely, if we're going to learn anything from this, I'm pro-fight. Fight when you can. Mm-hmm. Do I have a fight? That'd be pretty <laughs> we, funny. We can edit it. It'll be our first fart. Alright, give me a sec. Alright, guys. I'm gonna try to give you the classic accordion. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Yeah, I'm sitting back. I'm sitting back. <laughs> oh damn. Oh good. I'm sorry guys, my diet's been a lot better lately. <laughs> yeah, better. <laughs> Eating monk meals nonstop. Fuck no yeah. hungry jacks. <laughs> nah. Nah. I love hungry jacks. <laughs> Do you is that your thing? That's why I might have one. <laughs> yeah. Breaking it out. <laughs> nice. There you go, guys. <laughs> His hands were going like he was about to fucking take off or fucking flapping them cheeks like yeah, the if, I had a, if I had a big one uh, like lined yeah, up, that, yeah, that would have been fucking primo. Mm-hmm. But if you want to go look like at some of dad my fart. If you want to use some of my good farts, my greatest hits, go <laughs> check us out on YouTube. I think majority of them are live on stream. Yeah, there's a really good one on um on our Instagram, the song, the deadly one. That one is hilarious. Oh, dude, that, that was one's so funny. so funny. And then the thing is, once we stopped recording, I did the biggest fart. <laughs> I've like, got a few actually recorded in the soundboard. I, I might even fucking throw one in. Yeah, throw some in. Maybe <laughs> throw a couple, couple of my greatest hits at the end of this to get us out. But guys, like we said, fart free. Uh, I think um thinking is a massive uh. He's a massive advocate of fighting. That is Quentin Tarantino. Is he? Yeah, he's always just and like... Feet. And feet. <laughs> he's as a filth. <laughs> filth machine. Holding in farts. Holding in fart, fart breath. Fart. <laughs> no, he wants him out. Oh, he does? Guess why would you poison yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Let him out. Did you see that thing? Uh, the top I think it was like movies? his ex, ex-girlfriend or like uh, another director's ex-girlfriend. And she said that she was like trapped in the cinema. Um, like it was like maybe his home cinema or something like that. And they were just like on coke and she just had to like sit in the middle of him and just listen to him talk for like 10 hours. And she's like, it was like the worst day of her life. <laughs> but there was a lot of coke. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think they were on the coke and she's just sitting there like, I don't oh, know. That's rough. Yeah. That's rough. <laughs> Chop her out. <laughs> uh, funny. Probably, she, you know, she probably got her feet up on his lap and he's just fucking <laughs> all fingers in between yeah. the toes. <laughs> he's doing the finger cameras. <laughs> like, you know, the, the square. No, you know how you, you have a whole time toes on it? Put your fingers oh, in yeah, between yeah. there. <laughs> like or if you put your hands around the other way and you can do the pussy hand. <laughs> on the foot? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I wonder. What's you, the you put, show me the pussy hand. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. Uh, yeah, I think you need to do it with two hands. Right, come here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, give me a hand. Oh, I know this one. And then I think you open yours. Oh, no. 
Other way around. <laughs> That's a bit. I'll show you. I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. But I, I used to go. I used to like color my smacky vein in in pink. <laughs> I'd sit there with girls and go. Open it up. With <laughs> it's very gross. But I've got tattoos now, so it doesn't give the same thing. But yeah. we'll, we'll get Smith to color his in. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a spit on his arm. Yeah. All right, guys, we're just getting vulgar now. All right. <laughs> One love. One jobless. Love, jobless. Carry him out with the farts. Keep the f- out of your dick. <laughs> and we'll see you later. <laughs> Just a little squeak of that one. Is that a follow through? Or? Right <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> 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 <laughs>